Okay, I, I just want to uh, thank all of you for coming today. And also to those tuning in online, some of you are scattered all around the world in different time zones especially. And so we want to thank you for joining us as well. Now, among pastors, one of the common things that have surfaced in our conversations in the past two years uh, has been how the pandemic has disrupted many things, uh, but not just industries and the economy and our social activities, but also everything that surrounds the passing of a loved one. And somebody passes away and how people can respond. The pandemic has affected it uh, quite greatly. The grieving process, the support of family and friends, even a simple thing like the comfort of a hug. Uh, all those things were affected. And so today, we gather to remember from the beginning of the MCO in March 2020, all the way until uh, recent to date, uh, we remember 23 different people of our community who have returned to the Lord over this period of disruption. Now, some of them are represented by family here today. Uh, so if, if you're representing a, a family member, can I just invite you to just wave your hand where you are so we can acknowledge. Okay, yeah. So we're, we're joined by family members here. And also, we're also joined by some online. So although we may not all be physically together, we're still feeling the effects uh, of this disruption. But nevertheless, we are united together in a common purpose, uh, not just to remember our loved ones, but also a common faith that while we, we remember our time with them on earth, they are also now eternally alive by the side of our Lord Jesus. Let us pray. Lord, would you speak? And with the posture and attitude of our hearts, be pleasing unto you. Would you grant us your peace and comfort that comes from the truth of knowing your word? Thank you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay. Now, if you've used a modern device like an iPhone or an iPad or an Android phone or tablet or a modern computer, uh, you would probably have the ability to sync your data to the cloud. So some of you may, may uh, have already been using some of these things without knowing that it's, it's part of the cloud. Uh, whether you use iCloud or Google Drive or, or Dropbox or, or OneDrive, uh, or at least maybe your, your children have set it up for you. And so this, this is a, a common technology nowadays. And so when we save things to the cloud, it means that your data is not just kept on your device, right? And it's saved in the internet, okay? So the internet is cloud lah, somewhere up there, okay? And so this, this cloud technology is very convenient. It's, uh, it gives us a great sense of peace and security because you know that if you lose your device, you can always recover your, your data. Uh, if, if any of you have lost uh, 
hours or, or days or even months or years of hard work, uh, you know what I mean. The, the, the peace and, and reassurance of knowing that you have a backup in the cloud. Very, very important. But today we're looking at a cloud that brings an even greater sense of security. And that is this great cloud of witnesses from Hebrews chapter 12. But just before that, in chapter 11, the writer goes on for quite some time about how the Old Testament heroes were commended for their faith in God. And in chapter 12, he refers to these Old Testament heroes as that great cloud of witnesses. I'm not going to go into how the, the people of the Old Testament were saved, uh, you know, because Jesus only died after the Old Testament. Uh, this is not the time for, for that discussion. But this great cloud of witnesses include millions of people over 6,000 years worth of history who were created by God, lived by faith in the Lord, and eventually died. Okay, so figure of speech, uh, cloud, it doesn't mean that it's actually a, an actual cloud that you can see and, and touch, but it just means a great gathering, okay? And so for this great gathering of people who are now living with God in eternity, they are witnesses to a life lived by faith. And so for people like Abraham, Moses, David, they witness from the words of the Bible. Okay, so in, in Hebrews chapter 11, for example, among many other places, Genesis, Exodus, 1st, 2nd Samuel, and, and all the other books of the Bible. But for people within our lifetime, they witness through our lives and the lives of others whom they have impacted. Penang Trinity just celebrated our 65th anniversary uh, on Sunday. And in that span of time of 65 years, many generations have come and gone uh, to be with this collection, this, this gathering, this great cloud of witnesses. And yet the legacy of their faith remains. And so today, our church, not just the buildings, this building or the, the other buildings, but the people, we benefit from the faith of those who have gone before us. Many of us, including our leaders today, have benefited from the teachings, examples of those who have gone ahead to be with the Lord. Some are even among those whom we are remembering today. For example, uh, if some, some of you may not be aware that the, the Boys' Brigade Ministry today is building on the foundation of the legacy of uh, a former BB captain, Mr. Kugim Tek. Uh, and we, we have uh, other people who have uh, done things for the church and the community. And so in the same way, these people have, are witnessing to their faith, not just in our church ministries or in the, the minutes of any record, but in the lives of ourselves and our loved ones. As husbands, wives, siblings, parents, grandparents, uncles and aunties, they shared the love that they received from God. And especially in the case of parents, for those of us who have lost our parents, they showed Christ-like love when they made sacrifices for our sake. 
because Jesus was the ultimate form of sacrificial, ultimate example of sacrificial love. And so when they gave up their time, their energy, sometimes even their careers or their dreams for the sake of their children, they demonstrated that same kind of sacrificial love. Now, some of us may be beneficiaries of an even greater blessing rather than just sacrificing for education or, or to provide food and, and money. And that we know the Lord Jesus because of them. Maybe because of the example of the life that they lived by faith. Or maybe because they, they taught us, they discipled us, they prayed with us, they prayed for us, or maybe even because they brought us to church and we encountered Jesus for ourselves. And so many of us have been blessed and we owe a spiritual debt to them. Friends, when we remember our loved ones, remember the past, we remember the, the fond memories that created, we, we created with them. We remember what they did for us, we remember how they contributed to making us who we are today. And we are thankful for all of that. But when we remember those who have gone ahead of us to be with the Lord, we don't just want to remember the past. We also want to remember the present. Now, the writer of Hebrews, the writer of Hebrews mentions at the end of chapter 11, after talking about the faith of Abraham and Moses and, and uh, David and so on, he says this in the very end of chapter 11. He says this, These were all commended for their faith, yet none of them received what had been promised, since God had planned something better for us, so that only together with us would they be made perfect. And what's the difference between those who lived during the Old Testament and us, uh, New Testament onwards? Oh, I mentioned it just now, right? That Jesus, he only died for the sins of people, uh, the sins of the world after the Old Testament period. And so that's why in chapter 12, Jesus is called the perfecter of faith because before he came to die for the sins of the world, it's and that, that the the fulfillment of promises of faith uh, did not yet arrive. And so when, when Jesus is called the perfecter of faith, this perfection is not a, a flawless kind of perfection, but rather the kind that is complete. And so even though those in the Old Testament were commended for their faith, it was still an incomplete faith uh, without the sacrifice of Jesus for their sins. But we have the gospel, the good news today, and that promises salvation from our sins and eternal life if we believe in Jesus. And if we do put our faith in Jesus, then we are assured that this is not an incomplete faith where we don't know whether the promises will be fulfilled. It's a complete faith. And that complete faith has found completion in what Jesus has done. And so this complete faith promises us two things in Hebrews chapter 12. Firstly, being able to throw off sin 
okay, in verse 1, and being able to be holy, okay, verse 14. And so, with this complete faith in Jesus Christ, we're able to throw off sin and its effects and to also be holy. Now, all of mankind has sinned in some way against God and one another. We all know what it's like to struggle to, to resist sin or what we know is not right. But faith in Jesus promises us that we would be able to resist sin, that we'll be able to throw off what separates us from God. And God is holy, and He calls us to be holy, good and righteous like Him. And we are promised that we can be holy through this complete faith in Jesus. And so friends, today we remember that our loved ones uh, who have not just lived but also died with faith in Jesus, their faith was a complete one that assures us their eternal presence with the Lord. And so if you've ever caught yourself maybe in the past two years doubting about did my loved one really, uh, are they going to step into the fulfillment of eternal life? Uh, what? Let me assure you that if they truly did place their faith in Jesus, it is a complete faith. It guarantees their eternal presence with the Lord. And though they were not perfect, just like how none of us here are perfect, they, they did not earn their, their way into heaven by good behavior. You know, Jesus was the one who paid the price for them, just as he will, uh, as he has and, and will continue to do so for uh, you and me. And so we remember the past, we remember the present, we also remember our future. In chapter 12, verse 2, the writer of Hebrews says, in reference to Jesus, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Now, the cross was a cruel torture and execution device used to make an example of criminals, right? Because they, they hang them high so that everybody can see. And Jesus, totally innocent of any wrongdoing, went through that for the sake of the joy set before him. So what is this joy? Well, one way of looking at it is, is the joy of fulfilling the Father's will, right? That he will go to the cross and, and die for the, the sins of the world. But it is also the joy of defeating sin and death. It is the joy of bringing humankind back into the family of God, bringing sinful humanity back to intimate relationship with God after sin had kept them apart for so long. And so the same joy was set before those whom we are gathered to remember. But it is also set before us as well. You see, the Christian faith is a very forward-looking one. Not in the sense that uh, we're just waiting to get it over with and trying to escape this broken and sinful world so we can be with our loved ones. It's not just that. But we look forward to God restoring His original and good design, not just us, but all of creation before sin came along and messed things up. So while we remember our loved ones 
and we live by faith in the present, we also look forward to the future where we can experience the joy of being together with our loved ones, the joy of being with the Lord together with our loved ones, the day when we are synced you know, to, to that great cloud of witnesses in that sense. And until that moment comes, may we follow their example and witness to the same faith in Jesus to all those around us. And so may the Lord grant us the peace of a complete faith found only in Jesus Christ, our Lord. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.